I've got an English teacher confession. Um, I have never read The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. This is like one of the great sins that I keep very hush-hush in my uh, community, the stream that I walk in. So when my little uh, 11-year-old cutie came up to me, and she's like, Daddy, can we read um, The Hobbit together? Can we read The Lord of the Rings together? I was like, sweet. This is awesome. This is my chance to like make amends for my years of shame and, can, and sin and actually do something that all other, every other like, you know, worthwhile English teachers already done when they were 11, right? I'm 44. It's all good. So we're, um, we're reading The Hobbit together. Eric is, it's like Eric's, he's, he's the Hobbit, like. He, he speaks the lore, you know. He, I think he speaks Elvin, Elvish, actually. So um, I'm reading this with Eden, and suddenly something happens. We go somewhere together. We go into this world, this enchanted universe that kind of takes us somewhere. And the power of this story, of Tolkien's story, is the fact that it takes us somewhere that's enchanted. It takes us somewhere where the beauty of the story kind of lifts us beyond the mundaneness of our regular life. And it reminded me of something. It reminded me of my life as a little Dylan when I was Eden's age, and I wanted to be a treasure hunter. I wanted to go to islands where no one had ever been. I wanted to sink to depths and find those chests. I wanted something more than just to be you know, a kid and uh, digging in the backyard, which is what I was really probably doing, you know. So there came a time when I realized that um, all the islands have been explored. All the chests, most of them have been found. And it was a, kind of a depressing realization. That was about the time I came to Yeshua, and um, I found that I have another desire now. I want to be a storyteller. So um, this led me to being an English teacher, actually, full circle. And I have another confession for you. Um, the Lord shows up in my classroom when I tell stories. Yeah, um, legally, we can't evangelize or proselytize kids, right? But there's no stopping him when we tell stories. And I have this opportunity, sorry, I didn't want to get emotional there. I have this opportunity to tell a lot of stories, tell biblical stories. It's funny too when you feel him come in the room. It's kind of a wonderful experience. I'm convinced that one of the reasons why young people today are harming themselves at an alarming rate and an increasing rate is because they don't live in an enchanted universe. We're just on a spinning rock. It's all an accident. You're an accident, I'm an accident. Let's find our way through this accident. But this is not our story. And this is not our message. Have you ever wondered why the gospel could go to a third world country and bam, they're experiencing miracles immediately? 
the gospel we try to plug along in our scientific place that we live in, it's all got a reason. The clouds got a reason. The thunders, like just a clash of this and that, whatever to all this stuff, you guys. <laughs> we live in an enchanted universe, and they still know that. And when the good news shows up, that's an easy translation of this enchanted story, these promises of the God of heaven and earth. I want to propose to you that we have a job, and it's not an easy one. We're called to be storytellers. We're called to be translators of history. Um, Stephen, the martyr, he died because he had an anointed proclamation of the history of his people. He didn't die for a systematic outline of the gospel. He died because he shared a story so powerful, an interpretation of his people's experience that was so powerful, they picked up rocks. And they were overwhelmed by the power of that story. Yeah, many of them were unwilling at the time, but there was a man that the cloaks, that they threw their cloaks down as they were throwing rocks. Yeshua showed up to this guy. This very guy was the one that said in Romans 1.16, he's like, I'm not ashamed of this story. Um, Matthew Bates, in his book, Salvation by Allegiance Alone, said the gospel is the power-releasing story. Listen to this. The gospel is the power-releasing story about Jesus' life, his death for our sins, his resurrection from the dead, his installation as king. But that story only makes sense in the wider framework of the stories of Israel and creation. He goes on to say, it is in the final analysis, most succinctly, good news about the enthronement of Yeshua, the atoning king. History, as we're supposed to be history, we're supposed to teach. The old in our midst, you notice how old people love telling history? It's awesome. You guys have a framework and a perspective on this story. You see from a different vantage point. That's why the young, you guys should be listening to the gray-haired in our midst. History is his story, right? We're called to be proclaimers of God's ancient promises to our culture. We're called to translate this stuff to our generation. It's a daunting job. You aren't just Bilbo of the Shire, y'all. You're called to an adventure. Lily, you're called to an adventure. Even Gandalf wasn't just a, wiz a wizard. He was a teller of the old lore, right? He interpreted them for his time and his era. So I have a question for you guys. Um, what is this good news? What is this message? It's been a 30-year journey for me with that question. What is the good news? Is it an answer? And if it's an answer, then what's the question? What are the questions that are deep in the heart of the people you work around? Is this story, is this story an answer to those questions? My students can't stand it when I tell them we're going to read a book of fiction. 
They love nonfiction. This generation loves nonfiction, y'all. Our stories about Yeshua kind of strike them sometimes as fiction. But we've got the most powerful nonfiction story that we're telling, that we're living. And I just want to end by saying that the one that we're telling stories about isn't just, uh, we're not just telling stories about what happened. We're telling stories about what's happening. We're telling stories about the one who walks in our midst and the one who dances with our children. We're telling stories about the one who in Psalm 10 says, this king's coming back. And he's, not, he's coming back with his face shining like the sun. And he's going to execute. There's going to be heaps of corpses around those that do not obey this king. This is the story we're telling and how wise it is for those that bow their knee on this side. Amen.